It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good, Wizards fans? It's your host, The Real Ed Oliver. Today, we're going to preview the first preseason game for the Washington Wizards and then go over some injury updates. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. And it's your guy, the real Ed Oliver, riding solo by myself today, my guy Brandon Scott is a little under the weather, but he should be back and ready for the preseason game tomorrow. I am super excited just for preseason basketball. I watch any kind of basketball that the Wizards are involved in. I know he is the same. So uh, we're going to preview that. I'm going to preview that game at the end. Uh, first, we're going to talk about uh, Daniel Gaffer's media day. We didn't get a chance to get to talk about that. So I just, I'm just i going to bring up a couple uh, quotes from that and then some uh, injury updates uh, for uh, for pra- that we got in practice today. And uh, Daniel Gafford and Denny Avia. So I'll go over those pretty quick to start off, actually. So this is from B. John Todd. Uh, he works with NBC Sports Washington. Uh, Wes Unsell Jr. did his uh, interview after the practice. And Wes Unsell Jr. says, Daniel Gafford was a full participant in practice today. Good sign for his elbow recovery. Also, an update on Denny. Uh, Unsell didn't say specifically, but did mention everyone was at least a partial participant. Uh, Weston also went on to say that he'll wait to see how things shake out, but sounds generally optimistic about the team's overall health. Uh, so that's good news about uh, Daniel Gafford and, and uh, Denny Avdia as well. I think they both will be ready for game one. Daniel Gafford po- possibly could play tomorrow against uh, the NBL team. I want to get their name right here. I'm going to pull them up here. Uh, the Carnes Taipane. So I'm probably butchering their name. Car- Cairns. Type pains. I apologize for uh, getting their name wrong if I am mispronouncing it, but I know we're going to hear their name a bunch tomorrow night on the broadcast, so I will learn how to pr- uh, properly uh, pronounce the name. But uh, let's get to a uh, couple of Daniel Gafford's press conference tweets, uh, press conference uh, comments that I thought stood, stood out to him. Uh, and uh, this this question was asked by it was either um, I can't remember who exactly asked it, but they just asked him what he worked on this offseason. He said he wants to work on spreading the floor and spreading the floor for his teammates. He need, and I basically interpreted that in, in him saying that he needs to uh, space the floor. Instead of spreading the floor, I, I think he meant to say space the floor, which could basically mean the same thing. And uh, just add a 10-foot jumper to his game. Um, I, of course, he needs to get stronger, just get that, that base strength there because he does get pushed around a lot. He is falling on the ground a lot, so I do see that a lot. We all see that. 
Um, there are times where he's dropping the basketball. I want to see him improve on that. On that, you know, just have better hands, being ready to catch the ball. Good, he's a great lob threat, good catching lobs. But sometimes when he's catching the ball in traffic, he needs to work on that. Uh, just being stronger and setting better better screens, not getting in foul trouble. So those are some of the things that I want to see him work on. He didn't say that, but he really talked about spacing the floor. That is certainly something I would like to see him work on as well. I'm not expecting him to go out there and be a, a knockdown three point shooter or anything like that, but he could definitely add a free throw jumper, just a, a pull up jumper or a face up in the post. Uh, post-up jumper. I, I would like to see him add that as well. Uh, he did talk about Tyus Jones and said that Tyus Jones and his floater is a, miss, is a match made in, in heaven. Uh, and Gafford also said he wants to be more vocal on defense. He did say defense wins championships unless it's a buzzer beater on offense. I thought that was pretty funny. But uh, he talked about Wes Unsell Jr. And, and the best thing on defense that they're trying to work on is implementing the togetherness on defense. So we'll see if they can improve on that. Uh, he also talked about he said they, they really are a fast-paced team now, and that's something he's really looking forward to. That is one of the big differences we're going to see this year. He said he really loves getting up and down. We know that because he's a great lob threat. He's a, he's a rim, rim, a rim, rim running big. Uh, he, he also said seeing the pieces that we have got, we have get up and down, the change of pace, the change of style coming into Washington. He's also talked about the player development aspect. He's excited to see to see that how locked in they are on player development on the player development side as well. So um, we've seen the coaches talk about it about player development. That's just something that they really really are honing in on. Uh, you see the coaching additions with David Vanderpool and and Brian Keith, just the revamping the coaching staff. Will Dawkins has brought it up numerous times. So and uh, it, it's a book, big rookie year for for Bilal. Corey Kispert, Denny is big year for those guys too. So how how did they develop this year as well? Dan Gafford, how does he improve this year as well? So. Uh, Johnny Davis included. So development, uh, a lot of guys have brought up development a lot. I think that's a buzzword. Pushing the pace has been a buzzword or buzzwords for everybody in the presser. Shooting and development uh, as well. Uh, Daniel Gafford also joked around with the, with the pickup game. He talked about his elbow injury and how he fell as well. Uh, went to the doctors, got that checked out. Uh, he also said that uh, we just, in the pickup games, talked about the open gym that they've been having, that they had before training him started. He quote quote, he said, we just got to get Kuz to stop calling timeouts. So that is hilarious that Kyle Kuz was calling timeouts and pickup games. I guess Kuzma wants it to be as realistic as possible and as close to a game situation as possible. Uh, Daniel Gafford on the injury that is supposed to sideline him two to four weeks. He said, I'm just going to take it one day at a time. I want to make sure I come back 100%. Um, and uh, once again, another quote, he says, we really are a fast-paced team, and he's excited for the season. And the team's mindset is to be at our best. Uh, Jordan Poole. Had an interview after practice as well, uh, where he said Daniel Gafford could resemble the dynamic. They could, they him, Jordan Poole himself, and Daniel Gafford. They could resemble the dynamic between James Harden and Clint Capella. So every year, I feel like somebody comes in from a new team and they they say how excited they are to play with Gafford and how much of a lob threat he is. I know Will Barton said it last year. Spencer Dinwiddie said it two years ago. So I do want to see it really, really happen this year. And uh, I think you know Russell Westbrook did a great job getting Gafford the ball. A lot off of lobs, easy, easy layups, dunks, all kinds of stuff. I think Russell Westbrook really got the best out of Gafford. That was when Gafford was really at his best when we traded for him. And uh, he came over from the Bulls. I thought that was probably one of the best trades that we've seen under the Wizards. You know, just the way he played that that second half of the year, he made our defense better. Our offense was, was better with him. So um, I want to see him get back to that. But. Of course, he needs a point guard or a lead guard that can really, really set things up for him and make the game easier for him. Um, and that really gets him to play. That can really play to his strengths and get the best out of Gafford. Lobs, rim running, dunks, all kinds of stuff like that. So uh, I'm excited for Gafford's season. 
he should get about 35 to almost 40 minutes a game because we just don't have many bigs. I mean, Gallinari is your backup five. If Gaffer can stay healthy and stay out of foul trouble, I think he can give you eight boards a game, 10 points, eight boards a game, and a lot of double-doubles and a lot of blocks, at least one-and-a-half blocks per game. And he's done, he's averaged one-and-a-half blocks a game uh, for sure in the past. So um, just cut out some of the Shaq in the full moments, a strong base, not getting pushed around, staying healthy, not setting illegal screens, not going for pump fakes. But I think Gaffer can really have a good year. So I'm excited to see how he plays. So, all right, we're going to move on to the preview here. But before we do that, today's episode is brought to you by the Jace Case. The Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace Case is fill out a simple online form. And in some cases, jump on a quick call with one of our board-certified physicians and you can get a Jace Case. Don't be caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. Um, You just never know what can happen. You see what happened with the pandemic. So... The Jace case is super important, even for something like a common cold or a sinus infection. The Jace case really comes in handy use. It comes is very, very clutch as well. It uh, has all the antibiotics, all the things that you need to get through a tough. And it's wintertime. It's flu season coming up. All kinds of stuff out there in the air. So you want to get yourself a Jace case. Uh, you can get $20 off on these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace, case, from Jace Medical by using my code LOCKEDON at checkout on Jace case on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E, dot. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, so uh, let's talk about the preview again. Preview here against the Cairns Taipans. Uh, so they do have Bobby Clintman or Bobby Clinton Clintman. He is a big man. He went to Wake Forest last year. That's a guy that I would look out for. Or that's the guy that I'm definitely circling on the list. Just looking at some of the stats, Patrick Miller. He's 31 years old. He's averaging 19.7 points per game already uh, for the Taipans. Uh, don't forget uh, they're in the NBL league. Uh, um, Xavier Cooks. Played for that league, and uh, B. John Todd also put out a tweet where he uh, asked Xavier Cooks. Xavier Cooks says the Cairns play fast and shoot a lot of threes, which is the exact same way West Hills Jr. wants them to play this year. So uh, that's something to take take a look at. Just, just I, I would be prepared for the fast pace, for the pace of the game. I would pay attention to that because this is what West Hills Jr. has talked about so much. This is what the players have talked about so much. So this is really a point of emphasis is them pushing the pace and playing faster. Excellent interviews last year. Even though Monte Morris is not on the team anymore, he brought that up numerous times in his exit interview. Kuzma brought it up. Uh, I want to say Corey Kisper. So many guys brought up pushing the pace, and I think that's something that they didn't do enough last year. Now, pushing the pace doesn't always mean that you're going to win games. There's teams that, you know, push the pace a lot and score a lot, but they're giving up 120 points. So that doesn't always mean you're going to win a bunch of games. But I think that would play to our strength. You look at the young guys. We got Jordan Poole's a quick, twitchy, a uh, shifty guard. He can play point. He can play shooting guard. Kyle Kuzma's at his best when he runs. Denny's at his best when he gets the board and runs. Gaffer's at his best when he's just rim running. Corey Kisper can get trailing threes uh, when he's running the floor as well. So I think you would get the best out of this roster. Bilal, he's good in transition. So there's so many young guys, so many young legs on the roster. 
even Johnny Davis, I think I think a fast pace could could suit him as well. Uh, but there's so many young guys on the roster, so you, I think it would, it would it would be in their best interest to run to run the floor and push the pace. Gallinari is a guy who can play really well in the half court where he can slow it down. He can post up, turn around, knock down threes, uh, different things like that. But I think with this team, and I think Tyus is a guy that can certainly push the pace. He's not the fastest guy in the world. He's more of a steady eighty point guard, a guy that just doesn't turn the ball over. He can settle the troops down when it is getting a little out of control. But I think he's a guy that can push the pace as well. So, um, yeah, it's something to look forward to. So that's what I'm looking for in the game. Uh, individual players, just pulling up their, their scouting report here for me, just, just kind of stat watch. And there's a guy named Bull Cool, uh, six foot eight. That's a pretty cool, pretty cool name. They don't have his age on here for Bull Cool. Everybody else, they have their age on here. Uh, Sam Water, Waterberg is leading the team with eight boards. Bobby Clinton is coming in second with 7.3 boards a game. 20 years old. Like I said, went to Wake Forest. Looking at his numbers, now I know he did enter the draft and he pulled his name out. He is from Sweden. A lot of people say that a lot of the rumor was, the draft rumor was that the OKC Thunder had a promise for him, but that did not happen. Pulled his name out of the draft and went uh, overseas. Uh, But just looking at some of the stats at Wake Forest, he had 17 and 11 against Syracuse on March 8th. That was in the ACC tournament, high intensity uh, high intense basketball in the ACC tournament, one of the best conferences in in, uh, in the NCAA. Seven points and eleven boards versus Miami, who was the 14th ranked team in the nation at the time. Uh, then he had ten and twelve, ten points and twelve boards against Notre Dame in a loss, sixty six uh, in a win, sixty six to fifty eight. So he was very inconsistent, but he had some good games. Six eleven, he can run the floor. Fifteen and ten against South Carolina State. Uh, had a couple of double doubles. So. The young man can play, man. He's somebody I would see somebody I would keep an eye on for sure in the draft coming up. Uh, we certainly need big, so I, I think there's a guy that we get that the Wizards uh, most likely really should keep 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 on their radar for sure. So I'm intrigued to see Bobby Clinton. Other than that, I'm just not too familiar with a lot of guys. Pat Miller, I got to look him up. He's 31 years old, but he he probably played for a for a uh, power conference team uh, in in the NCAA uh, a couple of years ago. So those are the guys to look out for. But individually, I'm gonna pull up the depth chart. Guys that I'm just looking looking at and uh, that I think are, is going to get that are going to get a lot of playing time. Jordan Poole, I don't know how much he's going to play. He's fully healthy. Denny, we'll see if he plays or not uh, tomorrow night. But I I I, I I'm not going to really put uh, a lot uh, like a minute prediction on him. Like guys like Delon Wright, a veteran. Not sure how much he's going to play. You know, if you kind of look at it like in the NFL preseason, they do sit a lot of their veterans. I in the NBA is different. Like I was watching the Lakers. Anthony Anthony Davis played a good amount of minutes the other night. Um, I didn't see LeBron. Steph played. Uh, Andrew Wiggins was playing. Clay Thompson was playing. So it's not really like the NFL where they just sit their guys the whole preseason. I think in the NBA they do try to get some burn and get some run for sure. I know there's some some uh, preseason games going on tonight. So I expect Jordan Poole to play. I expect Corey to play. Let's see who starts. If Denny does not play, does the, does Bilal get the start in the game? Uh, if Gafford does not play, is Mascala starting at the five or is Gallo starting at the five? So those are some of the things I'm looking at. I just want to see them run and get up and down and practice what they preach. Uh, and they talked about so much shooting. So I want to see the shooting too. And most importantly, I want to see how much they, how they defend. I, I know this is an inferior team on paper. The Wizards are supposed to be the better team. They're supposed to win by. I, I haven't even looked at the spread on FanDuel yet. I don't know if they have it up yet, but you can bet on preseason games. But I want to see them win by at least 20 or 30 points. Um, I think this is a game that they cer- certainly should take care of. Uh, I'm looking on FanDuel now to see if they have 
the um, spread or the over under or the the money line on there. They don't have it just yet, but I'll, I'll definitely take a look at it tomorrow. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. But, um, yeah, DeLon Wright defensively, how does he look? How does Jordan Poole look defensively? Corey Kisper has preached about improving defensively. How does he look? Johnny Davis, confidence, confidence, confidence. I could say it 10 to 20 times. Confidence, confidence, confidence about Johnny Davis. Um, how does he play? How does he shoot the ball? How does he work offensively? Is he getting separation? Is he creating separation for himself? Is he knocking down open threes? Same thing with Bilal. Don't hesitate on any threes. If you're open, knock it. Shoot it. Just shoot it. Who cares? I mean, we care if you make it or not, but please take the open jumper. Johnny Davis, please don't hesitate to take the open jumper. Um, Denny, if he plays, don't hesitate to take the open jumper. How does his shot look? Does that look improved? He talked about improving his shooting a lot. And uh, Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma, we know, we know he's a bucket getter. Same thing with Jordan Poole, the pool party. So it's going to be a lot of fun to watch Jordan Poole first time, see him in a, in a Washington Wizards jersey just to put on a show out there, crossing guys up, just put on a show, step back jumpers, getting to the basket, creating easy looks for guys, just putting on a show uh, for sure. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see that. And Tyus Jones, some people say they don't want him to start, but he certainly should start. I mean, he's a veteran. He's a guy that, you know, when John Morant didn't play, he stepped up, averaged 18 points a game when uh, John Morant doesn't play. So this is a big opportunity for Tyus Jones, and I think you're going to see how much of a – somewhat of a floor general that he can be and get guys open looks. And Corey has talked about Jordan Poole – I mean, uh, Tyus Jones asking him where he wants the ball. So Tyus Jones is really making it a point to make his guys comfortable and get and get his guys open looks. Pascala too, Gallinari, some of the new additions. Unfortunately, Landry Shamet will not be available, so that would open up more time for Johnny Davis. Um, who else? Pat Baldwin, if he plays. Ryan Rollins. Definitely want to see those guys. I definitely want to see how Pat Baldwin looks because he had an up and down roller coaster summer league. He had one good game and one one stinker out there. Uh, Rollins, I thought he was at times the best player on the floor in the summer league. So I want to see how how does he defend? Is he going to pick up full court like he did in the summer league at times, just being a pest, getting his hands in the passing lanes? I really wish I really wish Vukovic was here. I really wish we could see him because we just don't have a big that is, is developing at this point. Xavier Cooks, we'll see how he does. Uh, since he's f- familiar with the Australian League, he was the MVP. So does he look like a, in, in his MVP form with the Wizards? And uh, Eugene, of course, you got to keep an eye on him with the two-way contract. Pat Baldwin, Ryan Rollins, already, ta- already talked about those guys. Todd Gibson looks like he's going to play. So everybody should get some burn uh, for the most part if they do su- suit up tomorrow night. So those are the things I'm looking for. I named about a, a million things, but I'm certainly looking for that. Defense, defense, defense. And um, just pushing the pace and, and knocking down shots because that's just something that they preach over and over and over again. So um, that's 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 it for me. That's what I want to see. 
Um, if I had to chime in about the fashion show, I guess I'll chime in a little bit real quick. I, 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 I didn't mind it at all. I think they had some fun. You look at other teams, they have fun too. You look at other guys in media day, Jimmy Butler looking like Dennis Rodman, you know, with his hair in, in media day. So that's my two cents on the uh, fashion. So and I'll, I'll leave it at that and let's focus on basketball, man. I'm excited, man. I, I can't wait. Even though it's just preseason, I really can't wait. I'm super, 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 super excited. So if I had to come up with a score prediction just for preseason, um, I would say about 120 to 120 to um, 105. The Wizards beat the uh, Taipans 120 to 105. My bold prediction, the leading scorer is going to be, uh, I would say Jordan Poole. That's just a little too easy. But if I had to, if I had to have a bold take, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say Xavier Cooks gets eight boards. I'm gonna say he gets eight boards. That's my bold prediction. Kind of bold, kind of not, because we've seen him get a, get you know ten boards in a game before. But I'm gonna say he gets eight boards tomorrow night. So I can't wait. And uh, Johnny Davis makes two threes in the game. So those are my bold predictions. All right, you guys. You guys, let me know what you guys think. Make sure you guys subscribe to the notification bell as well. Uh, wherever you guys get a podcast, make sure you guys subscribe. Hit that notification bell. We thank you guys for listening. Making Locked On Wizards your first lesson every day. We will be live tomorrow night. The game starts at about 7 o'clock. So we should be on here around 9, 30, 10. So I- I'm excited to be on live with you guys. If we haven't been live with you guys for a while. We know how you guys get. You guys are very hilarious in the comment section. So, all right, you guys. Hell to the Wizards. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.